because I'm always waiting on you. I'm getting my wine ready. Whether it be us going somewhere, trying to leave somewhere. Now you know that that's it's not the case. It's always me waiting on you. You know that's, that's not that's right. A, that's a lie. That's like, the, ma the majority of the time, we're the ones at the we're the ones at the gate while you're <laughs> sitting there at your chair or something. We're actually waiting on you. <laughs> See, I have help this week. <laughs> You've reached the chaise lounge. We don't know what we're doing today, <laughs> but thank you for joining us. I hope you have some stuff to talk about. I've got like a page of stuff, but it's I'm beating up a kid over here in a minute. No. <laughs> We got Parker with us tonight, so that's fun. Mm -hmm. We're recording a little earlier in the day. Hey, turn that microphone towards you because it's hard to hear you. But we're we're recording a little earlier in the day today than we normally do, so we're starting our day drinking early. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Be good and drunk by the time it's time for Diablo tonight. At this Hell point, yeah. I'm going to end up being the only one sober at the end of this. Well, unless you drink that, that, that drink. I'm not running on it. <laughs> well, you know, you'll be okay. You shouldn't start drinking. Don't drink. Drinking's bad. <laughs> Drinking's bad, okay? You're holding an alcoholic drink right now. I'm as I'm holding my wine and telling my child that drinking is bad. Excuse me, I'm going to drink for a minute. You guys talk so I can drink. I don't know. You, just, you, have, you wanted a big old long <laughs> list over there. I do have a long list. Um, so the, <laughs> the first thing I have on my list, a Phillies fan. I tried to show up at the Pittsburgh game the other day with his emotional support animal, and they wouldn't let him in. You know, the, the other two guys I started playing with, I want to ask them if they heard about that because one of them lives – well, they both live close to the to the stadium, but, like, one of them lives close enough whenever he goes to a game, he just walks. Nice. That's how close he is. He doesn't drive, don't worry about anything. He just walks. Just walks on over there. Yeah. Well – his emotional support animal that they would not let him bring into the stadium was an alligator. Man needs his alligator. I mean, how big was this alligator? It was probably like a three, three and a half foot alligator. I mean, it wasn't huge, but I mean, it's an alligator. It doesn't matter. It's his emotional support animal. Maybe find one that's a little fluffier, like a dog or something. Not something that'll eat the everybody else's emotional support animals. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he just well, needs a little snack. He's hungry. Maybe they need <laughs> bigger support animals. <laughs> you show up. This is my emotional support hippo. <laughs> I you need know, him to ride with me on the plane. Speaking of hippos, you know that they're one of the most dangerous animals in the entire world. Yeah, they're not one of. They are. They are the second most dangerous living thing on the planet. Mm-hmm. What's the first? Humans. Oh, okay. Yeah, humans kill more humans than anybody else. And I think hippos are like second. So speaking of humans and, and killing other things and, and, and stuff like that, did you hear that Lauren Boebert wants to put humans on the endangered species list so that we'll stop having abortions? What? Yeah. How she, are we endangered? There's like eight to nine billion of us. Yeah. She wants to put humans on the, on the endangered species list so that that way the world will have to outlaw abortions. That's really stupid. It's extremely stupid. There's so many better ways. <laughs> She's to had an abortion, but she to. don't want anybody else to be able to have one. Allegedly. Bullshit. She had one. Allegedly, she's had two abortions. 
But the guy who said that she's had two abortions and that she was an, an escort for a while, um, she came out and said that she hoped somebody would do something about him and stop him from speaking. And so now he's suing her for defamation and for infringing upon his First Amendment rights since she was using her position as a government official to silence him or to try to silence him. Try to get him killed. Yeah. <clears throat> and so... He's suing her for defamation, and if this thing goes to trial, he's going to have to bring receipts to show that he was being defamed. Right. And so that's going to be interesting if they show up at trial and he brings receipts that she had two abortions. Because he, he runs like a, he runs a gossip rag is what he runs. Mm. And, you know, I, I don't know if he puts allegedly in front of everything or whatever, but... Um, but apparently he's uh, he's got receipts on all this stuff. Otherwise, he'd be stupid to go to trial. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens there. The government official getting mad when the laws that the government made are being used against them. Well, she's just stupid. Accurate. And you know what? You know what really irritates me about Lauren Boebert? She's beautiful. She's got a brain in her head. She, she didn't is. Know how to use it. Well, no, no, just hang on. She, she. I have seen her speak on stage. She can command an audience. She's got a lot of charisma. She can really. She could be such a force for good, but she is so goddamn uneducated. She yeah. dropped out of high school in like the ninth, like the tenth grade, tenth, tenth or eleventh grade, because she got pregnant at sixteen, and so she dropped out of high school and never finished high school. Never went to college, and she just revels and glories in the fact that she's uneducated. And, but it, I mean, if she had even a even the 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 most basic college education, I feel like she would not be the person that she is today. You know, like it, let, let's say she went to a state school or something where she met a bunch of people that had a different context than she has, instead of going to one of these Bible colleges. You know, go to a state university actually get an education about the world and then use these gifts these beautiful gifts that you have use them for good instead of being just this flappy jawed nightmare who goes around hurting people with your words you know i just like i just don't get it i don't think being uneducated is something that they should be proud about i don't think it's something you should be proud about either but she, well, she and, just brags about it that she's uneducated and yet she's still in the united states congress which i mean come on there should be there should be she got her ged so she could run for congress that's how uneducated she is and, and it took her four tries yeah. to get it i mean that's just i i feel bad for her i really do because she She's got all of this natural skill and all this natural talent, and she's just wasting it. And just just being a... She's being a, a, a gibbering monkey in Congress, like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Now, Marjorie Taylor Greene is an actual stupid person. She, she's not uneducated. She's just stupid. Yeah. And she's worried about... She likes to rage farm. That's her thing. She's a troll. Yeah. Lauren Boebert, I don't think she is a legitimate troll. I think she's just uneducated. And I, I think she could, if she could open her mind up a little bit and open her world up a little bit, could be, could be AOC. 
Ooh. You know? You have to rephrase what you just said because there, there's no do this a little bit or do that a little bit and she could be AOC. She is so fucking far from that woman. You she can't is. say she would have to do something a little bit. You're, you're talking like that's major. But I, major I see them. Adjustments and I, I see them. I, stop it. I see them as similar in that they both are very charismatic. They're both very commanding when they're in front of people. Um, they're both very well-spoken. Um, they both know how to control a crowd. But AOC is the educated version of Lauren Boebert, in my opinion. Stop it. They would get loud now that we started the podcast. <clears throat> anyway, that's just that's my opinion. It just... I hate Marjorie Taylor Greene. I feel bad for Lauren Boebert. Because she could be so much more than she is. And that makes me sad. But anyway. Oh, I've had COVID for two weeks. And uh, everything tastes nasty. So that's... It's probably not a good idea to be sitting directly next to you then. Well, I tested negative. I went to the doctor yesterday and got a negative COVID test. Mm -hmm. So I know that I'm negative right now. It's just for the last two weeks I've been testing positive for COVID. And at the beginning of COVID, everything tasted like pennies. Like, so it tasted weird. But then I kind of, like, got my taste back and I was able to eat. But the only thing that really tasted good was sliced apples and caramel sauce. <laughs> and so that's, that's what I have been, been living on. so much of it. Yeah, that's what I've been living on for the last two weeks is sliced apples and caramel sauce. And it's just been the best. And I can eat, like, the equivalent of three apples... And about six servings of that caramel sauce, it's still only about six, seven hundred calories. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's not even like calorie dense or anything. So I've had to be really, really careful to make sure that I can get all my calories. But I dropped like five pounds the first week that I had COVID just because I wasn't eating. COVID has, has helped you to be healthy. I don't know how healthy that well, is. Well, not help be healthy, help Which, to lose weight. Yeah. yeah. Being healthy, though, Close enough. my legs are definitely sore today because we were, we had to stay away from the gym while. That yeah. was going around the house because so we, we didn't want to spread it. We didn't do anything for two weeks. Went back yesterday and my quads are sore today. Mine are too. <laughs> I'm doing those, that le not the leg, not a leg press. What is it? It's, it's a hack squat. Hack squat, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, we did hack yeah. squats and we did, um, we did landmine deadlifts and Russian deadlifts, uh, Romanian deadlifts. Um, I th and, and, oh, and, and we did the battle ropes. Battle ropes, We did yeah. battle ropes. So we didn't have, like, a super hard workout, you know, trying to get back into it. But he definitely kicked my ass yesterday. But, you know, he, he didn't try to kill us, though, after being out for two weeks. Yeah, he, he was nice about it. We're talking about our trainer, Daquan. Yeah. He's he's a good guy. And he, he, know, he knows that we're really trying because we're in the gym every freaking day. And he sees us there. And he sees us working out. Yeah. You know, we're doing our best. But, yeah. That was a lot of fun yesterday because I'm sore. But my taste has gone away today because we, we went to eat uh, pancakes this morning and the pancakes tasted nasty. <laughs> you were asleep, kiddo. Or we would have taken you to eat pancakes too. It's like you're not supposed to announce <laughs> it that we went and got pancakes for breakfast without telling the kid. They know I'm we actually just fine don't... with that. Recently I haven't been liking stuff like that. Okay. Recently. Well, I mean, well, I I had uh, an omelet with a with some like tossed greens on the side, and then some uh, a biscuit with gravy. Didn't you just open that? And bacon. Would you like the other one? I'll get it in a minute. Okay. 
What? It's a big wine glass, dude. Shut up. Don't be judging me because I just finished a wine. Well, I hadn't finished it yet. I still got half a glass or half a bottle in that glass. It's just a really big wine glass. It was open right before we started the podcast. It's already empty. The bottle's empty, but the glass isn't. You little heathen. Shut up. It'll be okay. <laughs> Here, turn this toward you. You're still, we're still having trouble hearing you. What are those? What are those ferrets doing? Do they have water in there? Yeah, they have water in one of them. I was just checking to make sure. Oh, okay, that's good. Um, Uno has a new deck. I don't know if you guys have heard this. We're gonna have to get it. You just told me about it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I've heard I about it. I haven't heard about it. Uno yet. Cards has a new deck. It's called the No Mercy deck, and it's got draw sixes and draw tens in it. That is going to end some friendships. Imagine having stacking on that. Somebody's placed like three of them at one round. That'd be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the friendships that are going to be lost when you throw down that draw ten? Especially if they were on Uno and now they have to get now they have to draw ten. I just really wish we could find somebody to play spades with. <coughs> yeah, we we do need to find some people to play that with. Well, we can try to play spades again. I just, I'm, I'm not real with, good at it, but I can try again. I'm fine with playing it. I still don't fully know how to play it, but it doesn't mean I can't play it. Yeah, I just, oh, well, that's my favorite card game ever. I love it. We can sit down and play spades tonight when Aaron gets home. If you want to. Of course, he may be staying with his friend like the entire weekend. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. He said they could bring him home tonight, but I, I had not seen two yet. of the dogs here. Yeah, they're they're them. they're being loud, so you might want to get them down. Um, so here's a disgusting story that I that I read. Um, you know who Dane Cook is? Uh, Mr. And Mrs. Cook's son. <laughs> they probably don't want to claim him after this. Oh. So Dane what? Cook, Dane Cook is a comedian. What? My phone. Oh. Dane Cook is a comedian. He is 51 years old. He just married his 25-year-old girlfriend. And they've been dating for... No, 24-year-old girlfriend. 24-year-old girlfriend. They got engaged last year, and they've been dating for six years publicly. So I want you to do the math on that. He started dating her when she was still illegal. Yeah, he did. He 100% did. That's, you know, and as much as people talk about, oh, you need to, don't need to groom the children, that's grooming the children. That is 100% grooming the children. And he's been talking about, yeah, she's the, she's the love of my life. There is a 27-year diff- age difference between them. And she is 24 years old. She has no clue. 27 years? 27-year age difference. Yeah, because he's 51 and she's 24. Am I doing that math right? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think so. If anything, you two would be a lot better at math than me. <laughs> I can't do math in my head. Dad oh. makes fun of me a lot. I'm 13. You think I can? <laughs> You're supposed to be able to do math in your head better than me. You're in school doing math every day. Doesn't mean I'm good at it. <laughs> you're definitely better at it than I am. Because you're, you're, taking, you're taking like algebra this year, aren't you? Nope. That's next year, isn't it? No clue. I, you should be taking algebra this year. I know Aaron took algebra in eighth grade. Just because he did doesn't mean I have to. 
Yeah. I just looked up Dane Cook, and I've never seen him before, so I don't know who that is. Yeah, he's he's been in some stuff, but he's he's known for being a stupid comedian. He's kind of his his jokes are kind of stupid, but anyway, some people like him. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't like him. And I definitely don't like him now that he's a child groomer. Right. Oh. <laughs> I was a big change in mood of that sentence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he used to be a pretty cool guy until he became a child groomer. <laughs> Keep looking at my phone because there's text messages going back to me and my Xbox group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of them, they're talking about they're getting extra jobs and stuff to help make with money and everything. And he's like, and Cardboard told Matt he ought to do start streaming. He goes... He said, you're Southerner. You got that accent. I see a lot of streamers with accents. And I'm like, I don't have an accent. And he goes, you may not think you do, but to us Northerners, you do. <laughs> and I just texted him back and said, damn, Yankees. <laughs> you definitely have an accent, honey. Like I'm saying, I never realized how bad of an accent, or even kind of accent that I had, until I got drafted by the Tigers that year. Went and played in Florida for a week, and then went up to Jamestown, New York. They had a meet the players night. All these people were out there with uh, the rosters. I was the only person from Texas that Detroit drafted that year. Mm-hmm. And these people walked up to me and said, just and started like said hello. And all I said, the only word I said to these people was hi. That's it. I didn't say howdy y'all and spit my chaw all i said was hi and they they like step back and look at the roster and they're like oh you must be shay you, you with that accent you've got to be the one from texas <laughs> i wanted to tell them to fuck off but <laughs> i wouldn't say that we sound like we have much of an accent kid but because you hear it you, I know. you don't you don't hear it but you definitely have an accent. I I sound like a walking banjo, and if I get around somebody who's really it southern, depends it on really who worse. you're around. If you get around somebody with an accent, you get bad. Oh my god! Like I know I do it, and I try not to, but I can't help it. Yeah, I can't help it. And and I found out, I found out that that's actually a function of ADHD. You tend to pick up accents a little quicker when you have ADHD because you're trying to mimic the person that you're talking to. Yeah, I was about to say, sometimes whenever I'm talking to people that do have accents, they're a decent bit different than mine, my brain will just automatically calibrate to mm-hmm. having an accent similar to theirs. Yeah. I mean, what what you're hearing now is me trying to not sound like I have an accent and I still have one, like, a horrible one. Mm. Yeehaw! Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so you guys have uh, heard that uh, Taylor Swift has a new boyfriend. Yeah. Kelsey from the Card- uh, Chiefs. From the Chiefs. Would you like to know what the Taylor Swift effect has been since... Uh, You've already told me, but why don't you talk about it? Yeah. So um, she showed up at the game last week. Now, they are not officially dating. Oh, they definitely are because he, she was. You know who that was? She was sitting with at the game. That was his mom. It was his mom. Yeah, but they're not like official, official. Like we've announced, hey, we're dating. They're just kind of seeing each other, you know, just kind of seeing each other. All right? Whatever. I, I, they're dating, but, <clears throat> but the the tra- the um, the Taylor Swift effect on Travis Kelsey has been and the Chiefs and the Chiefs. Travis Kelsey jersey sales went up 
400%. All the Swifties are going out there and buying all his merch. So the next, uh, her next uh, concert, there's going to be Travis Kelsey jerseys everywhere. Everywhere. Freaking everywhere. His podcast went to number one on Apple. He added 383,000 Instagram followers in like two days. That many followers in like two days. They just, all the Taylor Swift fans went and followed him. Um, There was 2.3 million views of the Chiefs game last week, which was the most watched game in the NFL. Um, I think a lot of that had to do with, Hey, she's at the game, so people turned it on to watch it. Yeah, this is a seer. And and wow. the num the number of females between seventeen and thirty five like doubled that watched the game. And I don't know how they tracked that, but that's 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 what they said. That, that I guess we know her age demographic. Yeah, exactly. Like all all these. I didn't women. realize she was like thirty three years old already. Mm-hmm. She didn't look that old. Mm-hmm. Is what happens when you're not problematic? <laughs> you age well. Um. There was a 175% jump in ticket sales. The Chiefs-Jets game next week, or this coming uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, is the second highest selling game behind the Cowboys and Patriots game. Which it wouldn't have been because the Chiefs are kind of, you know, you know, people like the Chiefs, but not that much. Right. But they like them now. Um, oh! Taylor Swift was eating wings up in the box, okay? And she was dipping the wings in this concoction that she had made that they think is ketchup and ranch. Crunch? Something. So ketchup and ranch. And she was dipping her wings and eating them like that. Heinz came out with a special um, a special flavor called ketchup and seemingly ranch that they are distributing 100 bottles to people who want them in honor of the fact that she was dipping her wings. Good God. <laughs> that makes no sense at all. No, it makes a lot well, of sense. because person those... did something, may, might as well make it a ketchup it's, flavor. It's, it's the Taylor Swift effect. It's not just a famous person did this. It's Taylor Swift did this. And so everybody wants to freaking do it. And another thing, not to, not to do with the, with the, the Chiefs game, but Taylor Swift told her fans to go register to vote. And on the day she told them to vote, 35,000 new voters voted, uh, registered to vote, plus another 50,000 verified their registration, which is like some kind of record that they've had on, on voter registration day. And just the Taylor Swift effect of her telling people to go vote. And that's one thing... <clears throat> She has never come out and supported or not supported a candidate. But if she did, holy shit. There's videos of her, like, really talking about stuff like that, though. Well, it's all behind the scenes because... Yeah. No, there, there's a couple of reasons why they don't want her to come out and explicitly endorse a candidate. Um, and her dad, her dad was telling her this. Um, one reason is they don't want to alienate half the, half the fan base. Because that's what they would do. They would alienate half the fan base. Who gives a fuck? She doesn't. Right. But the other reason that they don't want her to come out and explicitly endorse or not endorse a candidate, she was getting, she could get death threats. She could have people who actually, actually actively try to kill her. 
And I thought it would just be that, oh, Taylor Swift uh, said vote for this person, might as well vote for them. Don't even you, think about their morals or anything. You would have people that would be like that. Well, Taylor Swift said to vote for him, so therefore I'm voting for him. But you would have people who who would be supporting the other guy and who would be so mad that Taylor Swift came out and supported the other guy. They would they would try they would actively try to kill her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because people don't know how to react to things appropriately. Well, we had a <clears throat> we have where I work we deliver stuff to people mm-hmm. and businesses and mm-hmm. homes. Uh, some places that we are supposed to deliver to, we have to reconsign to someone else to deliver it to them. They have smaller trucks that can get there. Some of the stuff customers will come and get. Mm-hmm. We have one customer that comes in there about once a month to pick up stuff from us that he gets from, through us. He's fucking nuts. My boss has already said that he 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 if he ever shows up, because he says the same shit to whoever takes the shit out to his truck, mm-hmm. and puts it in his trailer on his trailer. Not my boss, boss, but the second one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Has said that when the guy's there, he will not let me go out to deliver this stuff in this guy's truck. Why? Because he is a start raving lunatic so far to the right. If he goes any further, he's going to fall off, guy. We're talking MAGA plus. And he lets people know, like, he's already saying that. He said that the other day he came out there and picked up shit. And he was talking about how if Trump doesn't win, he's going to be on the front lines in the riot. And I told who we were talking about, who told me this, and I was like, oh, let me put it in his trailer. <laughs> let me be there one fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts talking. I'm just going to straight up tell him, so look, dude, I don't care about your political beliefs. Keep them to yourself, even as stupid as they are. I mean, and when he starts mouthing off about that, I'm just going to say, you know what? I'm just going to wait for him to start getting crazy. And we'll take his pallet, and we'll go right back into the dock on it mm-hmm. and sit it down. And if he tries to say anything, I'm just like, you talking like that, you have to find something else to put in your truck. I ain't going to do it. Because <laughs> I've done that with a couple other customers that started going off about stupid shit and cussing. I just put shit back in the trailer and close the door. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? <laughs> you talking to me like that, dude. I ain't going to listen to you. I'm leaving. You can get your shit from somebody else. You ain't get it from me. So... I had somebody I had to turn away. I don't think I told you this, but I had somebody I had to turn away from the uh, car rental place that I worked for the other day (laughs) because they were acting a fool. (laughs) I don't have a whole lot of power up there, but I have a little bit of power. And if you start going sideways on me, I'm not going to rent a car to you. Right. And it kind of makes me feel good when I'm like, you keep walking, sir. Just why don't you go on down to Hertz, try to get you a car there. (laughs) Because I'm not going to be giving you a car. Thank you very much, and goodbye. <laughs> and then I'll send it to the group chat that we all have. I'm like, no, this guy's insane. Don't don't rent him a car. <laughs> I just turned him away. Please don't rent him a car. <laughs> I wish you had access to that one that you were reading to me the other day. 
about do not rent to this customer again because of oh all the shit gosh. he did. Like he was belligerent. He tried pissing on the car and he he kicked open the. Uh, this was at a home city location, so it was it was just a, just a regular location, not not an airport. But he came in the front door, kicked in the front door, broke the glass, was cussing in front of the kids and everybody else inside the car because they were trying to take the car back from him. And apparently he needed he wanted to keep it or didn't agree with the bill or something. Anyway, so they uh, he kicked it, he kicked in the glass door. Um, he was cussing in front of the kids and cussing in front of the the parents that were there with their kids. Um, they were trying to take the car from him, and when they went out there to get the keys from him, he started peeing all over the car, or trying to pee all over the car, and it was like cussing them out and just acting an absolute fool. And they like, do not rent to this guy ever again. <laughs> and I told you what's going to happen. That dude's going to show back up and be like, "What do you mean you can't rent a car from here?" <laughs> There's no reason for that man to be doing all that. Uh, we and speaking of the do not rent, we had somebody that showed up the other day that was on the do not rent list, and they owed uh, they owed about two thousand dollars to oh, the company shit. that I work for because they had wrecked a car and then not paid for it, and um, and so they, they were like, well, you know, is there any way I can rent a car? Nope, not <laughs> not with us. You can't. I'm sorry. You can try Hertz next door, but you know we're we we can't rent to you until until now. Sometimes when they pay off that bill you know if you have like outstanding money or whatever sometimes if you pay it off they'll let you rent but that's that's like not anything that we have any control over that's all risk management and risk management is one of those guys that like you don't screw with them what are we at oh 30 minutes okay <laughs> what are you looking at you just looking at the soundboard yeah i was just looking at the things on here i gotcha these dogs are decided to be loud Good grief. Quick little baseball stuff, like you were mentioning earlier, though. Uh, Atlanta Braves have clinched home field advantage. Yes. For the whole their, season. For, for the rest remaining of the postseason. That, so, and that's, that's good to do that. So if they make it to the World Series, they got home field advantage. That's awesome. Unless so, they're st- are they still doing the stupid all-star game thing? I don't even know anymore. I don't know. I know uh, they said they won 109 games, which is the most they have won. Since 1999. Yeah, since the 90s. So they are having an extremely good season this year. Which is back when they had like that completely and total unfair fucking starting lineup for pitchers. I mean, that was... I mean, when you've got like four or five guys on your pitching staff that could leave that team and probably go to 95% of other teams... And be the A starter there. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, that they is had a not... real deep bench then. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about just their starters. Other oh, starters. And they all went deep in the games. You had Glavin, you had Maddox, you had Smoltz, you had Nagel, you had Steve Avery back then. All these guys were just. Then they had well until the guy just all of a sudden got the sh- got the sh- shakes or whatever and couldn't throw a strike to save his life. <laughs> was uh, Mark Wollers, their closer for a little while. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was untouchable until he just got through. He just couldn't throw strikes anymore for some reason. The yips. That's what I was going to say, you yips. get the yips. But they had How all How would these. you like to have a condition named after you? Right. That's what? the worst. The yips is what happens when you can do a thing. Normally, you could throw strikes all day, every day, but then just one day you just fucking can't. 
and there is there's like you're in your own head you can't get around it you can't throw a strike to save your freaking life or you can't hit a ball as it's coming to you or you can't do the thing that you're really good at that's getting the use it named after that's that i don't even know if that was a baseball thing though yeah uh what uh what you know what i'll look it up hang on let me get to my computer <clears throat> what is the yips named after but anyway but with also the braves ronald acuna uh, a couple days ago became the first player in major league history to have 40 home runs and 70 stolen bases in the same season that's never been done before and there's only like i want to say about five or six people that's even in the 40 40 club which is 40 home runs and 40 stolen bases. I mean, I think it's like Alfonso Sariano, uh, I know Ken Griffey Jr., uh, I think Canseco might be in that. I'm not sure. But there's not very many that was in that club. And he's the first ever to have 40 and 70, which is pretty cool. Apparently the Yips is not named after anybody. Um, it's the sudden and unexplained losses of skills typical to an athlete's ability, sometimes described as mental static. The word is said to have been coined by 20th century Scottish-American golfer Tommy Amore, who used it to explain his decision to abandon tournament play. Hmm. Hmm. I thought it was named after somebody. Yeah, I never heard that. That's why I was like, I don't, I don't know. I never heard about it being named after somebody. Like, I mean, I guess in baseball terms, if you want to do that, you could always call it, you know, instead of getting the yips, you could get the Buckners. Yeah, I think it says something about Buckner. Was, Bill Buckner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it mentioned him. Um, they said that uh, the most, the most, one of the most notable examples was uh, Simone Biles in Tokyo during the, Olympi- during the Olympics mm-hmm. when she got the yips. But she had, she had, they didn't call it the yips, they they called it the twisties. Because she was doing these moves in the air, and she wasn't able to tell where her body was in the air. Right. And on a normal gymnast, that's dangerous, because you don't know if your feet are going to hit the floor when they need to hit the floor. But with Simone Biles, she does moves that are so fucking dangerous that if you screw them up, you will die. Or at least or be you getting will, crayons for Christmas for the rest of your life. Pretty much. Pretty much. So, you know, there were a lot of people who gave her shit for dropping out of the Olympics that year, but that's what she had to do in order to keep herself safe. Yeah. You know, that was the best thing for her. If she had kept doing that, she could have gotten very, very severely injured. injured. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Uh, NFL kicker Mike Vanderjagd. Vanderjack? Vanderjack famously developed a case of the yips during the 2005 playoffs when he missed a 46-yard field goal with 18 seconds left that would have bought the Indianapolis Colts even with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Despite having an 87.5% accuracy through eight seasons up to that point, he was ultimately cut in the offseason and never truly returned to form. What about the guy that kicked for the Cowboys last year that just kept missing and kept missing and kept missing and kept missing? <laughs> They, had, they cut him, didn't they? 
I mean, he they had to have cut him. I mean, he couldn't make a field goal. He couldn't make an extra point. I mean, everything he was. It, everything was wide. He, he he had the shanks. He did. I felt so bad for him. That poor guy. He is the Cowboys' starting kicker. And the guy that's doing it now, he used to be a soccer player. Well, he missed he missed his very first kick no. in the NFL. Yes, he did. That was this season. It was his very first kick in the NFL. He was going for, I don't remember if it was three or if it was for the extra point, but it went wide and everybody went, oh my God, are you fucking kidding me? We got another damn broken kicker. You know, on the I don't think it was his first one that it, he missed. It was his very first one in the NFL because he was a he's a rookie this year. Yeah, I didn't think it was his first one. Yeah, that it was his very right. first kick, and because uh, I remember that because they made a comment about that being his very first kick, and then every single one he has done since then has been like straight through the uprights. I mean, like yeah, I mean, perfect kicks, just absolutely just beautiful. <clears throat> so hopefully he won't get the yips. <laughs> Because the Cowboys are playing good this year, even though they couldn't beat the Cardinals. Which well, they play. I mean, I know every er, year they it can't happens beat the every year. You have teams, games where they should have won, and it's not really an excuse. But when you when you're missing some of the players that they're missing now, mm-hmm. I mean. Now, it makes it tough. I saw a meme on Facebook, and I don't know how accurate this is, but it's one of those memes that goes in a circle. Like, you get, you do this, then you get to here, then you get to here, then you get to back to, to where you were. Um, this one is Cowboys start. Cowboys win the first game. This is going to be our year down at the bottom. Cowboys play the Cardinals and lose. You're back here, you know. And it's it's like it's like one of those things where you just kind of get in this in this feedback loop of you think the Cowboys is going to be this year and and then and then they just disappoint you. Here's a thing for you question, man. Oh, you want to guess which team has like the number one rated defense this year? Who? And like we're talking like on several different stages. Who? I don't think the fucking Browns. Didn't they? Didn't they like win a game that they shouldn't have come even anywhere close to winning? They have given up the fewest points of any team this year so far. They have given up the fewest yards from, like, total yards. They have given up, by far, even the fewest first downs. I think I saw a thing that said the NFL average for first downs in a game is, like, anywhere between 26 and 32, I think. Uh-huh. And through their three games, they've given up an average of 16 a game. Well, what was it? The Miami Dolphins gave up like 700 and something yards in that game that they played. Well, they lost like 70 to No, not the Dolphins. Yeah, it, it was it was the Dolphins. It was a Dolphins game. No, the Dolphins didn't give up. Dolphins are the one that scored. Oh, the Dolphins are the one that Okay. Yeah, cuz their quarterback is Tua. They beat somebody by like like 70 to something. Um 17th it wasn't somebody scored that on Miami. I think Miami scored that on someone. Hang on a second. Let's see. Good guy. You're looking at it the wrong. NFL. There we go. Uh, against the Broncos. Yeah, against <clears throat> Denver. Yeah, it was against the Broncos. So the Broncos gave up over 700 yards in that game. <laughs> and, like, at what point when you're the Dolphins, do you just kind of go – Okay, we're going to stop playing at this point. We're just going to kind of let you. You're fine. It's okay, sweetie. We're going to take care of you. 
You know, like the Dolphins score by quarter. 14, 21, 14, 21. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. It's like it's like the Broncos just didn't even show up to play that day. See the quarterback through for they gave up mid batch. Mm-hmm. Three hundred nine yards. Their backup threw up for another sixty-seven. They had a running back. Holy shit! Average eleven point three yards a carry and had two hundred and three rushing yards in one game. Mm-hmm. And they almost had another guy that broke a hundred. That is freaking nuts. Mm-hmm. That game was insane to watch. Yeah. This has been kind of a weird year in the NFL, as far as I'm concerned. Five passing touchdowns and five rushing touchdowns. That's fucking crazy. I didn't realize that was that bad. Yeah, it was horrible. It was a horrible, horrible game. Can you imagine being a Broncos fan and being at that game and having to watch your team just get bodied repeatedly yeah, I bet Russell Wilson wishes his ass was back in Seattle. You gotta change. At that point, you just change whatever team. Yeah. You're... You start rooting for the Dolphins yeah. at that point. <laughs> Mid, in the middle of the match, you just change whatever flag you're holding. <laughs> oh my gosh. But the, this, uh, let's see, the Cowboys are playing the Patriots this week, tomorrow at 3 30. We're going right. to be watching that game. Yeah. And um, I'm hoping that the Cowboys, because <clears throat> the Cowboys are kind of true to form this year. Um, it's usually, they usually do really good until about week nine. Week nine is when they start laying it down. Week nine, week ten is when they start laying it down. So we'll have, we'll have you know, eight good weeks out of them. <laughs> and then that's when, because they, they want to give you the hope that they're going to go all the way this year. And, and as a Cowboys fan, you have that hope that this is going to be our year. How about them boys, you know? And they do really, really good at the first half of the, first half of the season. And then, like, the last half of the season, it's just like, duh. <laughs> or it's kind of like in the middle there's a lull, and at the end they're giving you that one last little last-ditch false hope. Like they'll make it to the playoffs and then, like, get knocked down by, like, the fucking Lions or something. Or the, or the Browns, which the, if they get knocked down by the Browns this year, that, that won't be a bad thing. But, you know, it's usually they get knocked down in the playoffs by some bitch-ass well, team. Well, if they get knocked down by the Browns, that means they're in the Super Bowl because they're in two completely different leagues. Well, you know what I'm saying. I'm just saying. Don't – you know what? I can sit here and talk shit about football and know nothing about it, okay? Apparently, because <laughs> that's least, exactly what you're doing. At least you have more knowledge on it than me. <laughs> That's true. I've been sitting here not saying anything because I'm very confused. <laughs> well, we the, don't. We don't the really. Only thought going through my head is one question: It's aren't the Cowboys like very notoriously bad? No, they're not, and that's the problem. They're good in the first half of the season, and then the second half of the season is when they let you down because they have to give you that little glimmer of hope every single year that they're going to go to the Super Bowl, and then they just snatch it away from you. Right at the end of the season. And they might make it to the playoffs. They made it to the playoffs last year. And they lost to a bitch-ass team that they shouldn't have lost to. But they did. Because Dak threw like four interceptions in one game. 
And I don't know why he does that shit. It's like he'll be doing really, really, really well. And then for some reason, he just starts throwing interception after interception after interception after interception. He's got some of the best stats in the league. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But all I can see when I look at him is the fucking interceptions. He didn't even play a full season last year, but he led the NFL in interceptions. Yeah, I know. I know. So he was on a record-setting pace if he had played the whole year. But, But look at all his other stats. Yards passed, yards rushed. I mean, touchdowns that, that he that he completed. Yeah, he's good. I mean, he's he's a good player. But as good as he is, he is also equally as bad. I just think he tries to – he got into a situation where he was trying to force plays. And granted, now some of the – a lot of those interceptions, you go back and watch, maybe half of them were actually his fault. Mm-hmm. Some of them were Some just of a guy was like not in the right a lot spot. of this stuff, you know, that's a timed play. Hey, I'm going to throw it right here. That's where you got to be. And that timing comes, he throws it there, and the, and the receiver turned the wrong direction. Yeah. Or it bounced off the receiver's helmet that it, it happened, or bounced off his chest. It bounced off his chest because it and went the through other his guy, hands. Yeah, another guy yeah. grabs it before it hits the ground. Yeah. That's an interception, but it shouldn't be. It sucks because that's the interception because it makes it look bad on the quarterback. Yeah, but it, but it wasn't necessarily his fault. Yeah, it was because the receiver did something that that screwed up the whole play. I mean, you, like the, it's kind of like ties in with baseball. I used to always say, I hate when I hear pitchers talk about, yeah, I threw a I threw a no hitter. You know, and I did this, I did that. Okay, well, how many strikeouts did you have? Twelve, nine in a game. Yeah. Then you didn't you didn't do that by, by you yourself. You do it by buddy. yourself, buddy. Yeah, that's not all your victory. That de- and, and and you'll see a lot of sometimes if a player does that, he ain't gonna get another no hitter. Mm-hmm. Cause they won't help him. They'll make sure something drops. Yeah. They will make damn sure you got to keep your off. You got to keep your. You got to give your defense their credit, or because they're the ones that make it happen. Yeah. And so. Now that is one thing that I really like about Dak Prescott is when you hear him at press conferences and things talking about the play if they won it's we won yeah we won this game we worked together we were a team and if they lost he's like well i could have done better he takes he tries to take all the blame and he spreads out all the credit he really does and i really appreciate that about him he's a good guy he is a really good guy and a damn good quarterback i i I know there's a lot of dak haters out there i'm not one of them (laughs) I freaking love Dak Prescott. Now, granted, I hated Tony Romo, and I don't really have a good reason why I hated him. I just fucking hated the man. <laughs> he's he, he's really good at commentating, and that's where he needs to stay. <laughs> he but, was a really good you – know, he's one of the best quarterbacks that's went through there. I don't care. I still hate him. <laughs> you don't have to – I mean, somebody don't have to be good in order for you to like them. They don't have to be bad in order for you to hate them. I just I, – I, I cannot – and I've had people ask me, why do you hate Tony Romo? I, f- fuck if I know. Like, I don't like him. I just don't like him. I just hate the man. And I, I think he's a terrible quarterback. That's like I've always hated the fucking Yankees. <laughs> but every year, they've had at least one player that I really liked. Jesus hates the Yankees. That's why you hate the Yankees. What? No, that's not the reason. Yeah, Jesus hates the Yankees. That's what my but, friend Leslie you know, used to say. <laughs> and, you know, and, that's, and that's why I like Aaron Judge. He takes blame 
and spreads out credit. You know, like in the year that they got Mark Teixeira from Atlanta. You know, it's like, fuck, so I like, you know, I like Mark Teixeira. So, all right, I'll have to. Have to know. root for the Yankees every once in a while. Yeah. Derek Jeter. Didn't he date, um, didn't he date uh, Jennifer Lopez at one point? I don't know. I will say that this is probably a little controversial. But I do think Derek Jeter was an amazing shortstop. I admit that. Mm-hmm. But? He was overrated. <laughs> I think there's a lot of people that would disagree with you on that. Because I know, and- I know the name Derek Jeter, and I don't know anything about baseball. Just go look at all his stats. His stats aren't all that impressive. I think people just like him, though. Yeah, people just like him. Yeah. But he's overrated. Because he, he's a good guy. You know, I, I liked Alex Rodriguez. A lot of people didn't like him. Oh, he took... Well, so? Wait, which one was it that... Hang on a second. I'm going to look this up. Hang on. You know, I liked Andy Pettit. You know, Roger Clemens played for him. I liked Roger. Alex Rodriguez. That's who That's who Jennifer Lopez dated. Alex Rodriguez. Yeah. A-Rod. Yeah. Isn't she married to uh, Ben Affleck now? Couldn't. Don't have a clue. I think they got married. I think they got married. Because they they dated at one point and dated for a really long time. And then they broke up. And then, like, he has been co-parenting with Jennifer Gardner their kids because he was married to her for like 10 years or whatever and then they and when she and she was dating all these other guys and then they like got back together and got married in like two months I don't know I don't keep up with <laughs> celebrities and who they're dating and who they're not dating and I don't give a rat's ass so. I got you I got you it's okay it's okay oh something cool happened this week getting off the subject of sports it can't be too cool the writer's strike is over. Oh, yeah. That's true. Oh, really? The writer's strike is 100% over. Also they struck. They were struck for 148 days. And the cool part is they got everything they asked for. They got right. fucking everything. The studios 100% caved. They said, okay, fine. Just please come back to work. We'll give you what you want. They got... Um, they got better pay. They got bigger writers rooms. They got um, it like a head writer has to be paid so much per per show that he's on, like more than the other guys. Um, they get residuals um, if a show is because before, if a show was um, like on network TV versus streaming, they would get paid for the network stuff, right? But they would not get paid for streaming. So anytime it went to a streaming service, their pay stopped, even though they were still, they're still the writer for that show, right? Now they get streaming residuals for all this stuff, and the streaming residuals are really high, which is good, because they deserve to have a living wage. Um, They also have to have a minimum number of writers per show. So they can't have like two writers, you know, running a show that goes for nine seasons. They can't do that anymore. They have to spread the work around. Um, They have certain hours they're allowed to work. They're not allowed to work these guys 20 hours a day anymore, which is awesome. Um, Oh, and also, and this was the big one. This is, and this is, this is going to reflect in the, um, in the actor strike. 
AI is not allowed to write or edit any of their stuff. That's awesome. They can take advantage of AI if they want to as a writer, but the studios are not allowed to use AI to replace writers in any way. Which hmm. is that is that is that's such a huge thing because because if they hadn't have gotten that concession, AI would have eventually done away with writers. And the problem with AI is that it can write to a degree but it's never as good as like a human writer. You know, it's just never is. And also what an AI does is you have to train it to, to speak. You have to train it to write by feeding it things, which means an AI is producing stolen work. So all it's doing is just taking all this, this information that's being fed into it and spitting out something else on the other end. It's all stolen. Wouldn't it be more of considered as it's making something using another thing as a reference, sort of? If you're using it as a reference, that's one thing. But it would take stuff and reproduce it whole cloth. So it's 100% stolen work. Mm. And and the problem, the problem with using AI is, let's say you want... Let's say you want to write a movie that is... In the style of Martin Scorsese, who is a, I've a, a bro- well, he's he's a brilliant he's a brilliant filmmaker. Okay, he's one of the best out there. Martin Scorsese. You, you go out there and you say the name Martin Scorsese, people know who you're talking about. Okay, let's say I you don't, want to. So you couldn't be too important. <laughs> let's say you want a movie that that sounds kind of something like him, or or something like what Wes Anderson does, or or whatever. You would feed it a bunch of stuff that Martin Scorsese had done, and then it would spit you out something on the end that kind of resembled that. But the only way you could get that thing at the end that kind of resembled a Martin Scorsese film is if you used Martin Scorsese films to train the AI. Mm. So it's using his stolen work to do that, and he's not getting any credit for it. Okay? And then... Let's say you continue doing that and you no longer have writers. You're just using AI-generated stuff. At some point, you're going to run out of Martin Scorsese's stuff to train this AI. And so you're going to have to use AI products to train the AI. So it's bastardizing itself, and it's just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse as it keeps going on. So without these human writers to fix the issues with the AI... You're going to have movies that keep coming out that are just going to be worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Mm. But now they don't have that problem because the unions won. Go unions! Yippee. Now we're waiting for the um, actors' strike to be over. But since the writers got everything they wanted, the actors are most likely going to get everything they want as well. Because it just goes to show... It, 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 it cracked me up because one, one of these, and I can't remember if he was one of the studios uh, on the writer's strike or if it was the studios on the, uh, on the actor's strike, but one of these guys came out and said, we are going to make you stay on strike long enough that you're going to lose your house, you're going to lose your car, you're going to lose everything, and you're going to have to come back to the table. Yep. But what these guys don't understand... <laughs> Is that ninety percent of these people out here with writers and the and the uh, the film uh, the the actors, they have second jobs, because they have to have second jobs. 
because they have not been able to pay their bills with just writing or with just acting. So you've got a lot of these guys that are waiters, they're Uber drivers, they're whatever else they have to be in order to pay their rent. And so they've been continuing to do these gig jobs to make their rent while still being on the picket lines. And I don't think these, I don't think these CEOs realize the actors can outweigh them. These guys, these guys don't know what they've done. They don't know what they've pissed off. This is a huge thing. And one of the things that the actors, stop it. One of the things that the actors are fighting against is again, the use of AI because with the actors what they're trying to do is when you come to work on your first day as an actor they want to be able the studios want to be able to take a 3d um, image of your entire body and then they're going to be able to use that 3d image in any property that they own forever in perpetuity and you get paid 150 bucks for it because 150 bucks is all you get paid for that day. Because like they could make a movie starring Brad Pitt, and Brad Pitt never actually show up to be in the movie. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and they and they want to do that on a lot of background actors too. They want to you know because that way they can just digitally insert all these background actors and not have to pay them. And the actors are like, "Excuse you." <laughs> right. Like a uh, oh bullshit. <laughs> There's a, a little kid that's always all over TikTok. Oh, bullshit. A bullshit. The bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. So I really think that the writer, since the writer strike is over, I think that the actor strike is probably going to be over again pretty soon. Yeah. And I think the actors are going to get everything that they wanted because um, there were, um, the, the studios are ready to come to the table um, to work this whole thing out. And the actors are ready to come to the table to work this whole thing out. And the thing that's been stopping them is there's been two studios that have been putting the brakes on going, no, we don't want to acquiesce to your demands. And all the other studios are like, come on, let's do it. Let's, let's get this thing over with. And these two studios are, are dragging their feet. But they're going to not be able to drag their feet for too much longer because Hollywood is getting a lot of shit for using scabs. Scabs? Uh, people who cross the picket lines. So when you've got people out there that are picketing, a picket, a picket line is a literal line of people who have picket signs saying, hey, we're on strike. And they're walking back and forth in front of the door. And if you cross that line to go in there and work, you're a scab. And it's, it's, it's a derogatory term, and it's meant to be insulting. And you do not want to be a scab. <laughs> <laughs> and I especially don't want you being a scab in this house because we support unions in this house. <laughs> to the point where I'm trying to figure out if I'd get in trouble for trying to unionize up where I work. <laughs> so, like, how much trouble would I well, get? Well, I mean, in? it just depends because I'm, I'm sorry, I, I'm not. I, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm a full union supporter because I'm not. Well, the agricultural unions are. There are bullshit. some unions that are good. There are some unions that are bad, and I just, I will not say that all, that unions are always a good thing. My, my issue with the agricultural union 
is that they have no teeth, but they cause problems. Because like when, when we worked at the chicken plant, we dealt with that union, that union plant. Um, the union had no teeth and knew it had no teeth because it had given up its right to strike. Yep. And when a union gives up that right, they can no longer advocate for the employees. And what they're doing is they're in there to cause trouble as much as possible so that they can be a thorn in the side of anybody that's that's not cooperating. Yeah. And so when you give up your right to strike, you become a problematic union, in my opinion. And so, yeah, I did not have a good experience with the agricultural union at all. But, I mean, unions are the reasons we have a 40-hour work week and, and we're off on the weekends. So, I mean, they can't be all bad, right? Well, I'm not saying they're all bad. I just don't think... I, I, I just refuse to say I am a full 100% supporter of unions. It just depends. There's a lot of details that have to be figured out before I try to say I to support a certain union or not. Well, I think my problem with unions is the fact that when I started in my first quote-unquote real job... I was in management, and management is always at odds with the union because the union is there to protect the people who are under management, and it's management's job to push it to people. Yeah. And it's the union's job to push back on management. Like, I thought it was funny that one time our shift manager up there got so happy because somebody told him that there was a union rep up there, which they can be, but they have to notify us when they're coming. They did notify, they did all that stuff, but they're, they are only allowed in certain areas. Mm-hmm. And, and in that spot, they were only allowed in the cafeteria. They were not allowed to go onto the ramp at all, going down into the, where the locker rooms were. Mm-hmm. And one of the union reps was spotted about halfway down that ramp, almost into the locker room area. Mm-hmm. Someone notified the shift manager of it. He went in there saw him and said, Got the HR manager and said, all right, let's go. You're out. They were able to kick him out of the plant. Mm-hmm. And he tried to throw a fit and said, you can't do that. He said, no, no, no. Contract says you cannot go where you just went, and that's where you went. You're gone. You're gone. And they took great pleasure in throwing his ass out. <laughs> well, the, the problem I had with that union is they picked the most toxic people they could possibly pick to be union stewards. And they were, they were bitchy as hell. You know, it's one thing when you're asking for reasonable accommodations for your employees. It's it's one thing if you're asking for, please don't work me more than forty hours a week. Please don't work me on weekends. Don't do this. You know, don't don't do this stuff that's that can be seen as overbearing as a as a corporation. Like, right. Don't do that stuff. But they were like, don't write our employees up. It's like, what the fuck? What What do you mean? Don't write your employees up? This one fucking cussed at me. Of course, I'm writing them up for that. You know, this one was refusing to do his job. Is that just okay? You can just say, no, I'm not doing the thing you're asking me to do? What the fuck? See, one, of, one of my favorite things I ever had I dealt with with the union was the, uh, you know, a lot of employees, wore the, they wore the white plastic. Yeah, the, the, the white, the white uh, smocks. Smocks, the white yeah. plastic smocks, right? In the area I was in, I had two employees that started, like, really arguing. Like, I thought they were going to get in a fight about something. And somebody went to go, like, step in between them. I grabbed one of them by the smock and pulled him back. Mm-hmm. Right? 
Well, he reported me to the union for, for grabbing him. I had to go meet with the HR rep or the HR manager like a few days later with the union rep, right? Mm-hmm. Did I tell you about this? Okay. And this is what was fucking hilarious because I was in there and I was nervous. I thought I was going to get in trouble. And our HR manager goes, when we get in here, you don't have to say anything. Don't say a word. I will take care of everything. I'm like, okay. I said, am I going to be in trouble? She goes, oh, no. She goes, I got this. Trust me. I'm like, all right. So I'm sitting there waiting, just nervous as shit. Union rep representative comes in with the employer or whatever. And we're all in there talking. They're in there talking about it. They're, t- they're talking about their complaint. Well, they that union contract is really hold each other to a specific standard, right? Mm-hmm. So our HR man, hey, you ain't got nothing, dude. Our HR manager pulled out the little union agreement book, and all she did was hand it to the union rep. Said, "You have a copy of this, right?" And he said, well, I've got it somewhere. And she says, well, here, you can use mine. I have a copy. Here you go. She hands it to him and says, okay, now, you, you've allowed, you have said what your complaint was about my supervisor grabbing your, your union member by the smock and pulling him backwards. She said, correct. She, he goes, yes. He goes, okay. Now, before we continue, she said, please find me the section in that union book, in that, in that agreement. Where, where, what section is it that says that um, my supervisor, if he's trying to get the attention or trying to get someone out of a situation, where does it say that he can't grab, grab, uh, grab your union member by the smock and, and get to get his attention? Where does it say that in there? And the guy's like, "What well, doesn't say that what those words exactly?" She goes, "You're right." Takes the book back from him, looks at me, and goes, "We're done. You can go to work." And she says, "Meeting's over. Y'all can go." And that was it, because it did not state in that book that I couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. So they had no case. Yeah. I was just like, damn! <laughs> I'm not even going to hear the man out, just yep. shutting it down real she, quick. She, that's all she did, and I was just I was just going, oh my God, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> now, I know you've been a member of a union before, because when you were um, a prison guard, you yes, were in the, that was you a were good in the prison union. union. That was a good union. Now, I, I don't have a problem like with that those union unions. there. Like, if, if an inmate tried to write a, something against us, all we had to do it, like, and, like, if it was like, even if it was no matter what it was, if you had to go in front of the lieutenant or the captain or anybody, all you had to do was call up the union rep and say, hey, this is what I got wrote up for. And they're like, all right, well, we'll let you know how it turns out. Yeah. They'll go and take care of it for you. You didn't have to go. That's not the same thing as a police union, though, is it? That's... I have no idea. Because I have a very serious problem with the police union, but that's that's a whole other story that we could probably go into for an hour. Because <laughs> the way my sergeant told me is that if you don't have at least one inmate a week trying to write a case against you, then you're not really doing your job because they don't like it when you do your job mm-hmm. the way you're supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, but I never treated. I didn't get a whole lot against me. It was if I did, it was like by the same people over yeah. and over and they were the ones that were assholes to me and those even stopped being assholes when some of the other inmates threatened them to stop being an asshole stop being an asshole to him or we're gonna we're gonna take care of it yeah 
Well, I mean, you were you treated these guys like they were humans, though. You yeah. didn't you didn't treat them like they were dogs, like a lot of guys did. No, I didn't. Because I'm not because I'm just like, oh, I was so oversensitive toward their needs and all this stuff. That was out of a sense of survival. Mm-hmm. Because, especially because this is what I was shooting for, and it got drilled in when an inmate actually said it to me. The guards at a prison only run the prison because the inmates allow them to. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's the only reason. Because you're talking... You're outnumbered 100 to 1. I was going to say 100 to 1. Easy. Especially at a federal prison like that. Mm-hmm. A state prison. My deal was, okay, well, if shit were to really go down, and there's a full-scale riot or whatever they're trying to get out of the prison... Yeah, I want to be able to protect my fellow guard, but my self-survival is most important to me. Mm-hmm. You need to get out and go get home. Right. And I actually had an inmate just tell me, because we were talking about stuff one day, me and another guard, and some of the inmates could hear us, and the inmate told me later, so I heard what y'all were talking about. He said, Shay, just so you know, this is like a wide-known thing around here. If shit were to ever go down, you'd be one of the few that we'd open the gates up and say, Go home to your family. Because mm-hmm. you didn't treat them like shit. Yeah. Now, one, because I didn't like treating people like shit. Mm-hmm. Unless they fucking deserved it. And there was a couple of them that did while I was there. But most of them was like, if shit were to go down, I want to be able to get out that gate and go home. Yeah. You know? Well, I'm glad you got out the gate and went home. Um, <coughs> you know Joe Biden has two dogs? It's a large change from the last conversation. It is. He's got two dogs. They're both German Shepherds. Their names are Major and Commander. I thought he had to get rid of one of them. Because one of them bit somebody. They keep biting Secret Service agents. Oh. And to me, you've got a couple of trained German Shepherds. They keep biting people. And it's only Secret Service agents that they're biting. I think they're sensing threats. And they're trying to protect Daddy from threats. Maybe. Seri- like, seriously. Because yeah. there were people that they had to transition out from being a Secret Service agent because they were hardcore Trump supporters. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. So I'm I'm wondering if Major and Commander are sensing... Something's not right with that person. Something's not right with this person. We need to get them away from Dad. Well, see, you see... The Trump supporting... Yeah. You talking about that, uh, I was reading an article the other day that someone found out they had a heart condition. Mm-hmm. And the way they found out is that they were on a plane with someone going somewhere, and this lady that was there had a medical support animal. Mm-hmm. It was like a wiener dog. Not an emotional support animal, like an actual service dog. An actual service medical support animal. And this dog kept coming up they were sitting close to each other and the dog kept coming up and like almost alerting on this person Mm -hmm. and the guy kept kind of like shooing the dog away and the lady finally said sir i don't mean to like i'm not trying to get into your business i'm not trying to tell you what to do she said but this is what this dog is if he's alerting on this because when i start having issues that's what he does to me this Mm -hmm. is what he is He's doing that to you. 
all I'm saying is for your own safety, please just just go get a checkup. Okay, mm-hmm. that's, that's all I'm asking because this dog's alerting on you for a reason. And he found out he had a heart condition. Oh shit! Because a other lady's medical service dog alerted on him on him. Did you know that happened to Aaron? Mm-hmm. Remember their babysitter? What? Back in Waco. Uh huh. She had a dog alert on her, and the dog was an anxiety dog. And she was just working at HEB, like doing her thing. And this dog kept coming up to her and like alerting on her. And the woman's like, are you like anxious or, you know, do you have like anxiety or whatever? And she's like, yeah, sometimes I do. She said, might want to go sit down for a minute. She said, because the dog is sensing that you're having an issue right now. Yeah. And she, like, didn't even realize it. And then when she got to thinking about it, she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I am. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was an anxiety animal. But, but that, that I'm, I'm glad you told that story because that, that reminded me of, of Aaron Because that happened to her. And it wasn't that long ago when it happened to her. Really? Because she was, um, she was having uh, issues uh, oh, speaking with her of- leg or with her back or something. She, she had to have surgery on it or something. You need to get in touch with her? Yeah. You need some more pickles? I'm about to open my last jar of pickles, and that shit is not going to happen. Okay. You need to get in touch with her. Get some pickles and some green sauce. That green sauce, at least four jars of pickles. (laughs) At least four to five jars of the medium Medium, that green sauce. green sauce. Go get it. We'll Venmo her the money. Tell her to find out how much it is to ship it. We'll send her that plus extra for her time. Mm -hmm. But we're, like, getting into, like code red here all right okay i'm about to open my last I will, jar i will text her tonight and i can't get best made pickles in fucking arkansas because these backwoods motherfuckers here don't have it all they have is that other brand here they ain't worth a shit the mount mount olive, olive. yeah mount i tried olive those those things ones. are fucking horrible <laughs> speaking can't believe of- they don't have best made pickles and it's like what what do we get them in texas for like eight dollars a jar maybe less yeah. and if you get them on amazon they're like damn they're 30 bucks yeah Man, fuck. You know Amazon is getting sued? Yeah, I heard about that. Really? Yeah. Amazon's getting sued for what? Overcharging people for stuff. <laughs> yep. Makes a lot of sense. Jeff, Jeff Bezos can afford it. He'll be all right. <laughs> oh, no, I'm getting sued for $20 million. Nah, That's okay. I'll make that back up tomorrow. That's pocket change. Freaking pocket change. Um, <clears throat> speaking of backwards, um, Arkansas, <laughs> Fuckabee Sanders is a... Um, embezzling money from the government and she's uh, I'm waiting for somebody to call her out on that shit she's been called out on it she doesn't care she doesn't fucking care well cause there's nobody in this government in this state that will do anything to her so she went to France her and some friends went to France on a trip she used the state jet to do it and she took four state troopers with her as security, quote-unquote. And she went with a couple of friends who had also, in the past, worked for the Trump campaign. Unrelated, quote-unquote. Quote-unquote. Unrelated. You can't see her, but she's definitely doing the air quotes right now. Big air quotes. Big air quotes. Unrelated, she bought a podium. This podium was $19,000. You know what a podium is? It's a lectern. Yes, hmm? Yes, 
Yes, and you know, like when people give speeches, the little thing that they stand in behind that holds their book out. That's oh, a podium. Those. That's a podium. All oh, the things that they have at churches. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a podium. Like so thirty dollars worth of fucking wood. She bought a nineteen thousand dollar podium. Now, nobody has seen this fucking podium. So nobody is even as sure as it, that it exists. Except for this last week, she released a picture of the podium. The problem is, there's a bunch of podium truthers out there who are like, Look at the shadows! The shadows are wrong! So they think it's a Photoshop picture. Probably is. Of this, of this podium, right? Because nobody has seen this podium in person. $19,000. People looked up how much the podium that she posted costs. It's about $3,000. Three grand. I wouldn't pay three grand for a podium, but, you know, I'm not the governor of her state. I definitely wouldn't pay $19,000 for a podium. $19,000 I'll pay for a trip to France. The receipts for the trip to France came in at the exact same time as the podium receipts. And there are a bunch of emails back and forth that we have gotten through a Freedom of Information Act that tend to seem to show that it looks like she may be trying to embezzle the money from this trip to put it toward, you know, toward the podium, to put these receipts toward the podium, to, to launder that money. Now, the Arkansas State Republicans came out and paid for the podium, so now the state's not paying for it, the Republicans are actually paying for it, the, the Republican Party is paying for it. But it's just a little fishy, is all I'm saying. And then on top of that, when all of this scrutiny happened because of this trip that she took to France with her buddies and using the state troopers as her personal security guards, which you can't fucking do. She called a special session of the legislature and had them gut the Freedom of Information Act in Arkansas. What? Now, there is a federal Freedom of Information Act, but the state... Freedom of Information Act in Arkansas was one of the most robust in the entire country, which means we could look at fucking anything. And she's saying that she's doing this to protect her kids. It's a security threat for people to be able to look at this Freedom of Information Act. And she's saying that even though in order to get stuff from the Freedom of Information Act, it takes anywhere from six weeks to two months or more to actually get that information, she's saying it's an immediate security threat against her and her kids. Even though she still trots her kids out to use them in campaign ads and in campaign stops and in Twitter posts and all this other stuff. Apparently it's too dangerous for people to be able to to get any information about her and her job through the Freedom of Information Act. So they absolutely gutted it in the state. Even though we have had one of the most robust ones in the entire country. And what kills me is that I didn't know this until today, but I follow a couple of girls on TikTok that uh, talk about the state, that live in Arkansas and talk about the state you know, happenings and everything. They said she's been doing this since she was in high school when her dad was governor. She's been taking trips on the state dime and having the state pay for it. And then they embezzle that money and cover it up by saying it went for something else. 
She is the most corrupt governor in the entire fucking country, and I hate her so goddamn much. <laughs> and she didn't even been the governor for that long. No, she hasn't. And I'm hoping she's a one-term governor. I don't think she will be because people in this state are so bass-ackers and stupid. People in Little Rock didn't vote for her. People in the rural areas voted for her because they vote for the R. They don't vote for the person. They vote for the for the, the party. Letter. And it just it drives me absolutely fucking insane because she is so horrible and so corrupt and she is destroying the state. She is destroying the education system. She is destroying what little we have. We're we're what, 46th or 47th in the entire nation for education standards? Like all the education standards, if you look at all the states, there's 49 states that go, <laughs> thank you, Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what? give it a couple of years because it's going to be thank you, Arkansas. Mississippi has the worst education level in the state as yeah. far as schools goes. Uh, and Arkansas is like... 46 or 47? Yeah, not far behind. Yeah, they're bad. They're bad. Now, luckily, you guys got probably one of the best public schools in the state. Yeah, that's yeah. what I've been hearing. The, the school that I well, is one of the best. Now, best in the state is kind of a low bar to clear, but it's a good school. It's a really good school. It's a really good school. And we just happen to be in that school district. <laughs> just like I'm when we were in Texas. I've heard. Before we moved to East Texas, y'all were in the... One of the best public schools in the state. In Hewitt, that was number one or number two, depending on the year. But I've heard almost nothing but bad things about the other schools. Yeah. Like like one of my friends was in other schools. Other schools here? Schools. Yeah. yeah. Like and Central High School is a, is a horrible place to go. I heard that there was like fights every day, mm-hmm. knives, whatnot. I can tell you if something happens and you don't get into... Pinnacle View High School, and they try to send you to Central. We're gonna have to we're really homeschool you. We'll, we'll 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 have to homeschool you. I'm not sending you to that school. Yeah, because I would be worried if you're making home every day. Yeah, seriously. You will not be going to that school. Okay. No way in hell. And not going to Dunbar. Thank thank God they didn't go to Dunbar either. Because yeah, Dunbar I've heard is a, bad a lot school. of really bad things about Dunbar. There's a Dunbar here that's bad yeah. too. Well, the Dunbar in Texas was bad. And isn't that where your ex-wife mm-hmm. teaches? <laughs> <laughs> that's the only people that fucking hire her that's horrible everywhere she worked she would work out her contract for a few years and they're like yeah we're not renewing it yeah that's horrible <clears throat> but talking about Huckabee Sanders now the central y'all went to in Texas was not bad yeah that was that was the number two school in East Texas Cushing was the first Cushing was the best as far as what school, what, what academics, and what like two A, three A, because that's how they divide it. Because Hudson is the number one all around. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Hudson was number one. Yeah, but in terms of schools that were the size of Central, Cushing was the best. Yeah, I think that's a two A school, right? Cushing. Well, they changed it all up, so Cushing was a three A school. Uh, Central stayed a three A school. Hudson actually went up to a four A. Okay, so yeah, out of the three A schools. It was Cushing was the best and Central was the next. And we were in Central. So, but it was so funny because when we moved from Midway in in Hewitt and we moved to Central, 
I remember Aaron telling me we did this stuff two, two years, years ago. ago. The stuff they're teaching me now, I learned two years ago. Yeah, I remember that happening to me too. Yeah, yeah. And, and they they were so far behind. I mean, they were like so far advanced in everything. They were just fucking bored at school the whole time they were there. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad we we came to a better school district that they're actually getting a little challenged. That's why. Oh, speaking of which, I think uh, my boss's <laughs> kid learned it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, your, your Costa Rica trip that you're going on, <coughs> that's not just your school that's going, right? Mm. I don't think it is because I was talking to my boss at work the other day because he had to go get his kid's passport because the school that his kids go to are going on a school trip, at, are going on a trip at the end of the, end of the school year to Costa Rica. Sweet. So maybe, like, and his all wife is going with their kid. So I think my boss's wife and their kid will be in Costa Rica with you, <laughs> and, uh, and all that one big group. That's gonna be awesome. I cannot wait for you to go to Costa Rica. You have no idea. I can't wait. We have to been be... scraping and saving and doing everything we can to pay for the stupid trip. But I am like so excited that you're. All going. I know is that we get your trip paid for. How much we pay in a month? When we get it done, all I'm saying is a boat note is a lot cheaper than what we're paying a month for your stuff. Mom can't say we can't afford it. Oh, what? The note on a boat. (laughs) Where are you going to park a boat? I don't give a damn. I'll find somewhere. You want a boat? Where are we even going to bring it? I will find to the fucking lake. We'll, we'll talk about getting a boat. We'll talk about it. <laughs> you can't say we can't afford it because we can. We just have to make sure that my business keeps growing. It's either that or you're buying me a minimum of three to $400 worth of Legos every month. I can do that. <laughs> that's a lot I of, can do that's that. That's a lot of dollars worth of Legos. You shut what, your mouth. I can, I can buy you that many Legos. You just need to figure out a place to display them. I'll find a spot. We have to let... <laughs> We'll move the kids into one room, and one one of the other rooms will be my Lego room. <laughs> um, Start putting shelves up in here. So I hate to talk about politics at the end of the podcast. I, we can talk about something at the end of it, but I just have to talk about We need about to wrap the, it up. We've been going on for too long. I know, but I have to talk about the fact that Trump was just found guilty in a court of law of fraud. Yep. Now, you should hear the Trump kids sitting there talking about, you know, it's okay to to value your properties at this and da 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 It 100% is. You can value your properties however you want to property, however you want to value them. It's fine. If you want to say that your property is worth $3, you can say your property is worth $3. Nobody is going to argue with you, okay? What they got in trouble for was when they talked to banks to get loans, they said the property was worth a million dollars. When they talked to the government to get taxes they said the property was worth three dollars that's where they got in trouble you know he's still doing it yes he is because like mar-a-lago he's saying it's worth all these billion it's like it's worth a billion dollars or some Mm -hmm. stupid high number right it's what it's worth two years ago he tried to take someone to court or tried to However, whatever it's called, but when it came time to pay taxes on it, 
he was complaining that the tax assessor assessed the property as too high mm -hmm. and, and assessed it at around, I think it was like maybe $100 million, mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. But now he's saying it's worth a billion dollars. Yeah. Because it's not just the property, it's, it's the brand, the Trump. That's what makes it worth so much. It's like you, it's, nobody is arguing that you can you can assess your property at whatever value you want to assess it at. You just can't assess it at this price for one people, for one person, and at a different price for somebody else in order to save yourself money. You can't do that. That's where the that, fraud is. And it's like in. every year it's like, okay, well, oh, all right, well, it's time to pay taxes. All right, well, my property is only worth $2 million. Well, I need a bank loan, so I'm telling these people my property is worth... Fifty million. Oh, it's time to pay taxes again. It's only three million. Mm. I need another loan. Back to fifty million. Mm -hmm. And that's what they were doing. They went up and down and up and down. Mm -hmm. And so and that's what they, that's what they got in trouble for. And and I, I saw a lot of people on Twitter sitting there going because the, the judge was like, okay, look, Mar-a-Lago is worth eighteen million. And I, I saw a lot of people going, well, the properties around it are worth forty million. Da, 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 da. They're fine. He's taking an average of what Trump said it was worth. Because he said it was worth this on the high end when he went to banks to get loans. And he said it was worth this on the low end when he was trying to save money on taxes. And the judge was like, fine, I'll hit you in the middle. We'll just, we'll just go straight down the middle. And that and that's what we're doing. So he's been given, and, th and this happened, I guess, maybe four days ago, five days ago. Maybe not quite that long. But he's been given ten days since the judgment happened. That he has to dissolve all of his businesses in New York. He has to... He's lost his business license in New York, and he has to give up all of his properties. Uh, not, not his properties, but he has to give up, like, all of his business dealings. And both sons are also included in this. Mm -hmm. They can't do any business in New York at all. There's already videos of construction crews out there taking the Trump name off the side of buildings. I know. And that's got to hurt. That's got to And And... <clears throat> Somebody pointed out, you know, everybody's like, oh, Trump is like a, he's, he's a, a great businessman and he's a, he's a, a, a great uh, real estate developer. That was his dad. His dad was the real estate developer. Yeah. Trump has gone bankrupt seven times. Trump inherited $400 million and has gone bankrupt seven different times. He is not a good businessman. He's terrible at it. He's a good con man, though. He's an extremely good con man. I don't how you could be considered a good businessman. But you're nearly in the negatives of money so, every like year. What Trump is good at, and, I, and props where it's due, I, I will give him credit for all of this. What Trump is really good at is selling himself. He is extremely good at branding, and he is extremely good at marketing. And that is his, where his talent lies. If he was, if he was in marketing. Shit, you'd be buying all kinds of shit from this man. Honestly, because he's so good at it. You know, he is he has sold the Trump brand as being this opulent wealth, and that's what you think of. You think of these gold-plated toilets, and you think of these gold-plated mansions, and you think of these um these hotels with just concierge and very extravagant. Extre extremely extravagant. That's what you think of when you think of Trump. He didn't do that because that's necessarily what he does. He did that because that's how he markets. And he's just really good at the marketing. And and 
props where it's due. The man needs to be in marketing. And he's really good at getting stupid people sending money. It, yeah, he's real good at grifting. Grifting is, is like being a con man and just getting yeah. people to send you money. He's really good at that. I'm very glad that you've been turning to me every so often and giving me a little <laughs> bit of insight on what you're talking about because I've been sitting here very confused. <laughs> well, I'm, tr- I'm trying to trying to explain to you as I'm explaining to the to the podcast, but... Hopefully our three listeners know what we're talking about. <laughs> Yay, three? I thought it was two. I think we have three. That's okay. Yeah, that's one more than four. All right, well, we're off of politics. Even though I had some politics stuff I want to talk about, I'll talk about it later because uh, we're getting too far into this. But the next podcast, I do want to talk about my uh, what I mentioned to you about uh, Trump and not really – I'm not 100% sure that he knows where he is sometimes. What do you mean? About at the union talk. No, go ahead and talk about it, because that happened this week. <sighs> Come on. And then we can do something else at the end. All right. Well, what brought it up is that I don't know, and when I say I don't know, Trump knows where he's at all the time. Because he... All right, so Biden went up and talked to the, the striking union workers... The UAW. ...in Michigan. Yes. Right? Uh, Trump wanted to go talk to him as well. Uh, he got around some actual union workers at one time, and they booed his ass off the stage, basically. They didn't know want to listen to him because he is notorious anti-union. They didn't want nothing to do with him. And I bet you anything, he's probably union-busted at his own properties. Probably. Now, he still wanted to go talk to these union workers, right? So, and that's what he did. At least that's what I... I don't think he was in on the on the, on the... the. What's the word I'm looking for? Not the gig. Um, he was in on the racket. He was in on. I don't the- think he was completely in on it. And what I'm saying by this, because you're, you're looking confused, he went and talked to these quote unquote union workers, right? That were on strike. The problem is he was not talking to union workers at all. They just made it all appear that he was talking to union workers. Uh, there's a okay. Republicans are considered right wing. Okay. Um, there's a right wing newspaper in that area that they put out an ad in, from what I understand, or it was just maybe just been a newspaper to get people to come out to this area that they had reserved to be sign holders. And when these people got there, and now about 500 people showed up, right? They gave them. MAGA signs to hold up. They gave them signs that says Trump 2024. They even gave some of them signs that says Union Workers for Trump. Okay? And the problem is none of these people were fucking union workers. None of them. Uh, They made it appear that he was talking to these striking union members at this auto plant. Right? Because that's what they had the signs for. Uh... And I say there's about 500 people there for these workers from this plant, but the plant that he was supposedly at talking to, they only have about 200 employees there. 134. All right. Well, I knew it was less than 200. Yeah. But supposedly he was talking to four or 500 of these employees, and they were cheering for him and all this kind of stuff. And he even and a lot of times when he starts talking, he rambles. You know, he, they have like their little teleprompter up that certain keynotes that he's supposed to mention, right? But he made a comment saying, you need to get your union reps to support me. 
I don't think that was all for show. What I think, honestly, honestly, what I think happened, and I think someone's going to have to prove me different to get me to think a different way. I honestly think that his dumb ass thought he was talking to union workers. <laughs> I think the people working for him, when he said he wants to talk to these union workers, are like, shit. We can't let this happen again. We don't need more videos out there of people booing this man because we're trying to get him to run, for, we're trying to get him to be president again. So we're going to set all this up and we're just going to tell him that that's who he's talking to to appease him, to make him happy, to make him think that the people are on his side that he thinks that are on his side and just let him do his little spill. And then call it a day. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, I don't believe for a second that he's in on the gig. On the ruse. That's the, the ruse. Yeah. I don't think he was in on it. I think he 100% genuinely believed that he was talking in front of striking union workers that were on his side. I agree with you, but... The president got pranked. Yeah. Or the former president. Ex-president. Former president. I don't know that he got pranked. See, no, no. See, you, not, you, pranked you, is the wrong word. Okay, so you think he was just not in on the ruse. I think they made him believe that he was where he wanted to be. I think, personally, that he knew where he was supposed to be, but he so cognitively declined... That when he saw the union signs, he thought he was in a union place. But I'm saying, they made it. It wasn't just for a show for the cameras. I think it was a show for him. They not only trying to make the people watching the videos believe in their bullshit. Mm-hmm. That they had to make him believe in the bullshit as well. I just think he's... Because I don't think he's all there. He's not. Because I mean, come on. He's he he he's made statements about how he, he he has made the statement before that he beat Obama in 2016, and that Jeb Bush was the run one running the uh, Iraqi war. He's made the statement that the reason he ran against Biden in 2020 was because Obama was too scared to run against him again because mm-hmm. he had already beaten him once. Mm-hmm. Which he never ran against him, and Obama couldn't run again. Right. The dude is like, and, and he can't finish a sentence. Mm-mm. And every, and I think that's why, and that's why I think he goes to the same phrases over and over, because when people start going through mental decline, they tend to go back. To, they 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 to what they know certain yeah exactly they go back to what they know. Watch one of his recent speeches, any of them, every one of them, he says some of the same things every mm-hmm. time. And that is, like he says, this is happening like never seen before. Mm-hmm. Never seen before. The the people are striking in numbers of never seen before. Uh, Biden is doing this stuff like never seen before. This dude was out in front of people saying that windmills... We're killing whales and killing them in droves like we've never seen before. Mm -hmm. Everything is like we've never seen before. 
It's like he's stuck on repeat. But he's been stuck on repeat for the last six years. Who is? Trump. Oh, Trump, yeah. But it's getting worse. It is getting worse. You know, they, they people talk about Biden's age, and Biden's age is a problem. The man is 80 years old. He does not need to be in office. He he's does too fucking not old. need to be in office. But Trump is three years behind him. And three years is not that big of a difference. And he's in a worse mental decline. He's in a worse, he, he's in at least Biden as is. much a mental decline. And, and physically, physically, he's nowhere close to what Biden can do. Biden was out there doing quad stretches the other day before he went on like a like a run or something or whatever he did. You know, can you imagine Trump doing a quad stretch? He'd fucking fall over. <laughs> yeah. All 215 pounds of him. <laughs> he's 315 if he's an ounce. You know that he is. Ain't no 215. Because you're what? what are, now what I will you? say in one thing in that one picture he is he looked pretty sickly. Yeah, he looked like he lost a lot of weight in his face. Well, he's he's start he's starting to really look his age. Yeah, you know, and in, in like in a bad way. Maybe I think mostly he looked rough in that one picture because he had ran out of orange paint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Cassie Hutchinson, who used to be his, uh, was it his? Uh, who did she? She used to be somewhere high up in the. I can't remember what she uh, speaker or something like that. Anyway. Um, but she used to, uh, she said... Cassie that, or Asa? No, Cassie Hutchinson. Asa Hutchinson was the governor of Arkansas. But Cassie Hutchinson was like his... Uh, You're going to knocking that bottle of wine over in your computer. You keep on. I don't need to be careful. Um, what was uh, what was she... Uh, what, what was Sarah Huckabee Sanders for a while? The, she was the media person. Yeah, so Cassie Hutchinson was the media person for a while. Right. Okay, so she's the one who said that Trump lunged at the Secret Service agent when he right. wouldn't take him to... Okay, she also said that she that he refused to wear a mask during COVID because it messed with his makeup. Yeah. So she's, she's coming... Now, she's... she's I, I don't know how trustworthy she is. I really don't. Because she has said some things that have not been proven out to be true. But that kind of tracks with his vanity. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'm like, look at what he's done. You're 6'3", and what do you weigh? Do 282 you right now. Okay, you're 6'3", 282. You're good looking, 6'3", 282 is all I, I'm saying. You got, you got a little bit of a belly, but you don't have much of one. All right? Trump says that he's 6'3", 215. There ain't no fucking way. No fucking way in hell is this man 6'3 and 215. We have seen him standing next to Obama. Obama is 6'1. And he's he shorter. Is, well, he's right, right at the same height as Obama. So he's he's 6'1 at best. And he probably weighs 280, 290. But most of my weight's in my head because I got a big old fat head. <laughs> you do have a big old fat head. I have head. a big ass fucking head. I'm, I always hated when I had calling out hat sizes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know what you need to do. You need to get you a full beard again. I don't like made my face itch. But on on Ahsoka, Balin, that guy that the 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 evil uh, the dark Jedi, he's he's so fucking hot. <laughs> I can't do that again. <laughs> he's though, so honestly. fucking hot with that full beard. I just like I I can't, and it makes me so sad that he is he passed away. He passed away this year. Did he? Yeah, he passed away. So he's like not going to be in any subsequent seasons of ah- Ahsoka, and that makes me so sad because he's so goddamn sexy. <laughs> huh. I can't I can't look away from him when he's on screen. 
But he's a, he's about your height and your size. Six three two eighty or I'm two fifteen. That's what I'm gonna start saying. I'm two fifteen. I'm just gonna tell him I'm two fifteen. <laughs> Six three two fifteen. <laughs> fat fine motherfucker. He is a he is a fat line motherfucker. Well, I've run out of things. Oh, the well, only thing. He oh, let's in on some other good stuff. Hold on, Parker's got something to say. Go ahead. Isn't he known for lying like constantly? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's that's one of his big features is he lies. Okay, and now. I'm going to say I am looking forward to this coming. Do you work on Thursdays? Yes, I work on Thursdays. I will try my best to wait for you to get home. What's Thursday? On Thursday night. I'm no, but God dang, if I say something, you're going to make me promise to wait for you. What? But I don't know if I'm going to. Well, you know what? I will. Loki. <laughs> Loki. Loki comes back Thursday. And you know what else mm-hmm. comes back on Thursday? What? Our flag means death. I don't care. Both of them come back. On the same fucking day. You have to wait on me. You what have to wait on me. Loki, season Loki. two. Did you watch season one of Loki on Disney Plus? No. Oh, you need to watch it. It's so good. It's really good. You get to see the power of Loki because he literally uses his magic to stop a building from falling. We've never seen him do anything like that before. But he like literally just like I mean, throws his hands up. He's a really strong But they've person. never shown it. They've never shown it. They just saw little minor things that he does. Like his glamour and, you know, like some other things that he does. A few little things here and there. But like on this, on this, on that one episode, there's like a building coming toward them and he just goes, Whoa! and just the building just goes in a different direction. It's, it's great. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't fucking wait. It should be because he like, he goes through, he goes through time. He's, yeah. he's being dragged through time against his will. I've seen a clip of him just like dematerializing yeah like right in front of a desk or something yeah i cannot wait oh i cannot wait oh october the 5th here we come hey that's i also think one of the best scenes in that in in that show was whenever he was like freaking out when he opened up one of the drawers of one of those desks and it had had a bunch of infinity stones in there he's like and he's like oh my god He's like, you know, he's like, oh yeah, those things are so common around here. People use them for paperweights. <laughs> <laughs> and Loki just looks at him like, what? what? <laughs> but I, I think that scene right there was sort of hinting at there that there's going to be a really strong enemy at some point in the Marvel Kang. Universe. Kang. Kang. Who's that? So King the Conqueror. Yeah, so he is um time he is the guy who has been over controlling time this entire time. And at the end of Loki, he loses his ability to control time because it's taken away from him by the Lokis. The time splits off into a million different timelines. That's where we get the multiverse from. And what's cool If you line up that episode with uh, which uh, Marvel is it? It's, it's uh, the Scarlet Witch. With, with no, no, with not with the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, it's with that TV sh- the, the series that she was in. Yeah, it's what with it uh, uh, Vision, Vision, WandaVision. WandaVision. You line up those two episodes, right? The two final episodes. When she finally becomes the Scarlet Witch, which is when she really realizes her true power if you watch like if you had them both playing side by side on tvs right 
when she hits the Scarlet Witch, that exact second and on, on the Loki series is when Kang realizes he can't see the future anymore. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Exact. Exact same. And every I got minor, chills. <laughs> every I got minor chills. detail that's in Marvel is in there for a reason. Yeah. Nothing is by accident. And that is one thing that I will give Kevin Feige for being able to do. Because he's the reason that Marvel is so good. He and David Filoni are the reason that Star Wars is so good. They're able to see, you know, you talk about people playing 4D chess. These guys are playing 10D chess. And they're seeing... And everyone else is playing fucking tic-tac-toe at yeah. best. Yeah, at best. They're sitting in like the middle of a like, field surrounded like, by cattle playing checkers <laughs> by themselves. Yeah. Like fucking, fucking DC is over here doing their best to try to play checkers with everybody else. And you've got David Filoni and Kevin Feige over here just like building these gorgeous universes that all flow together. And you don't even realize they flow together until like 10 fucking movies later. Yeah. On how some of them are attached to each other. Well, they did not expect Iron Man to be as good as it was and to and to, to get no. the kind of stuff. But they didn't expect it, but they planned for it. Yeah. They didn't expect it, but they were like, just in case this is as good as we think it is, we're going to plan 10 movies in the future. And that's what they did. Well, see, like, they, they, I saw an interview that, or an interview or what, but they were talking about, like, they were talking, they were like interviewing different fans and stuff. It's like, you know, what, what do you think made Iron Man so good? And they said, like, if you, it was a certain scenes of it. And, and a lot of them talked about the same few scenes that made them want to keep watching certain scenes over and over again mm -hmm. and to watch the movie over and over again and to want more. The one where he ad-libbed when he's like, fuck it, I'm Iron Man. Mm -hmm. That was not scripted. He Robert, just said that. Robert Teddy Jr. just got up there in front of everybody and he, he was like, like, fuck it, I'm Iron Man. I'm Iron Man. And then they said some of the other smaller scenes is whenever he built the Iron Man suit and went back to where he was captured. Uh-huh. And they always say, like, you know, the heroes in movies, when they blow something up, they, they turn around and walk away and they never look back at the explosion mm -hmm. that they just caused. Well, that tank came down and shot that, shot him out of the air. And as he climbs out of this hole that he made, it shoots at him again. And all he does is just kind of turns and he dodges the, the rocket or the, or the bullet from the tank. Mm -hmm. He shoots his little, little bitty rocket thing at the tank. And you hear it go, dink. And he turns around. And even though that's an Iron Man suit, they said the way they, the angles, you could almost see an expression on the face mask yeah. as the tank blew up behind him. It was that scene. And the one of the first scenes when he put the mat, the helmet, every, all the suit on, and he's looking off at the camera, and the helmet just is giving me goosebumps. Just yeah. closes and the light, and the eyes light up like that right there. Now, now they said that was one of the most common because that was like because without saying a word, that thing way it does, even the sound effects of it closing mm -hmm. and the and it lighting up. It was like shit's about to go down. You know <laughs> that that scene 
paved the way for Deadpool and it paved the way for The Mandalorian. Because one reason that they never made a Deadpool movie until they made it. Number one, they didn't have Ryan Reynolds. Because he, <laughs> yeah. he was he was born to be Deadpool. Absolutely. But another thing that stopped them from making Deadpool is, you know, he has his face covered 99% of the time because it's, it's messed up and he doesn't want it uncovered. And it's hard to have a protagonist where their face is covered because you can't have the type of emotion that they expect to have. That's why superheroes use their hands when they're talking Exactly, but like even Spider-Man takes his mask off a bunch of times so that you can see his face and he's able to emote. But when they figured out that Iron Man worked with the mask on, they were like, okay, all right, maybe we can do this. And then they quote-unquote leaked the footage, footage from Deadpool. Shit. Did I leave the stove on? <laughs> yeah. And everybody fucking freaked out, out about that. And they were like, oh my God, we have to make this movie. And so they made the Deadpool movie and, and they were able to create a, a comic book character that was so good that he didn't have to show his face because they were able to do the emotes other ways. And then that led directly into them being able to do The Mandalorian. Because, I mean, look at The Mandalorian. We, we're about to have three seasons of The Mandalorian, and he never fucking shows his face. Yeah. We know it's Pedro Pascal, but we know he's not there most of the time. It's some, some random guy. But the fact that he's able to emote using his body language without ever seeing his face, that's something that nobody has ever thought would be possible before. And then how... I don't understand how in the fuck they did that shit with Ultron. Oh, my God. With James Spader. I knew that was James Spader without seeing his face. Like, I knew I that was him. I could have watched that entire movie with all the voices, all the tracks, and they could have muted out every time Ultron talked. And they could have said, all right, can you tell who the actor was? And I'd have been like, that's got to be James Spader. That's James Spader. That's 100% that's James Spader. I mean, Just the how? way he moves his mouth and the and, way he moves his head. and That's so fucking James Spader. <sighs> and, and so he had to do motion capture for Yeah, that. he did. He did. Because he did. they're in like fine-tuning motion capture. Because how the fuck do you get this metal robot to look... Like and, James Spader. Like fucking James Spader. That, that was... <laughs> That shit trips me out every time I watch that show. Well, movie. talking about motion capture and, and you know, being able... Yeah, I know, we're, we've gone on for like two hours almost two now. fucking hours. We need to shut this shit down. But talking about motion capture, um, when they did Smaug from The Hobbit... Right. That was Benedict Cumberbatch. Right. Have you seen the video of him doing the, the dragon? He does the motion capture for the dragon. He's like on the ground. Like, oh, is that what he was doing? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I've seen that. I didn't know that's what that was. Yeah, he okay. was doing motion capture for the dragon. And, like, when he would talk, he would, like, do his head and, you know, like, do his body and, like, make it, make these motions like the dragon. And he, he, that's him, you know. Speaking of Benedict Cumberbatch, one of these weekends, I want to sit down and watch Sherlock again. My God, that's such a good show. <laughs> That was one of the last shows I remember watching. I was just like chomping at the fucking bit for another episode to come out. Can you imagine? Because there was two seasons of that of that show, and they were three episodes per season 
hour, hour and 15 minute episodes, right? For, per season is what you had. And then we had to wait like five years for season three to come out. We were all, like all of us fans that had been watching it the entire time were just like, Hurry the fuck up. <laughs> but to be able to pack as much as they were able to pack into Sherlock in three episodes per season, just that just goes to how good the writing is. I mean, watching that movie is the reason I had you go out and buy me that, 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 that we bought me that book from, uh, I wish I could find it. From Sherlock? Yeah. Because it's all the Sherlock stories. Well, I can I can actually get you a, a digital. I digital don't like movie. reading on digital. Okay, that's fine. That's I'd fine. rather have the book in my hand. I gotcha. Because uh, I had got that it somewhere. Because I, I read that one book for that show we watched, Midnight. Uh huh. Was it called Midnight? Or yeah, something? it was Midnight. Midnight Texas. Yeah, I, I was getting bored. I didn't, I, didn't, I, I like having that book in my yeah. hand. You like smelling the pages. The old school, you yeah. know. That's why I tell you, I love going in uh, Barnes and Noble because of the smell. Yeah. So, talking about Sherlock, and, and this didn't really come through in the series, but this is something if you read all the books that you understand. Um, Sherlock was very critical and bitchy about Watson writing about what he did. Because what you're reading is Watson reading is Watson writing about Sherlock. Right. Sherlock was very bitchy about the whole process. <laughs> and they were like, well, you know, if you had a best friend who you lived with who said hey i want to write about your stuff and then published this about your obsessions and published all the worst parts of you wouldn't you be a little bitchy about the <laughs> right <thing too? laughs> i'm gonna find that book now i'm gonna start trying to find it let's see if i can find it i like to start reading it again it's probably in the storage building in one of the book in one of the book totes i have to go i'm gonna go out there tomorrow if remind no, me tomorrow if, no, if nothing else it. we can take you to Barnes noble and just get you another book I may do that to you for you tomorrow, so we'll see. I'd love to sit down and start reading that again. Yeah, heck yeah. Sherlock is a great. It's great. All right, you ready to bring it to a close? About an hour ago. <laughs> I gotcha. Well, thank you for lasting this long. You you have been with the Shays Lounge. You can reach me on all the social media. Doesn't seem like I've been here for two hours though. It really doesn't. We've talked about all kinds of stuff. For me, it feels like it because I've just been sitting here on the sidelines the majority of us. Well, next time we do this, you need to be prepared, just yeah. like we are. Spend like like if something happens to you during the week, Write make a note of it somewhere. Write it down. And then at the end of the week, on the weekend, when it's time to do those podcasts, you can have stuff that you can bring out that we can discuss. Okay. Something I'll that happens at school. Stuff down. Something that okay, like we're not going to get into it now. But like what you were telling us earlier about the game and the boss that you killed, uh, that would have been something that we could have talked about yeah, today. Yeah, heck yeah. You know, that's the kind of stuff. Make notes of it somewhere. I have it. I'll, I'll find you a spare notebook. Keep you a pen in your room. Something happens on your game. Something happens at school. Whatever. You see something on. I don't know if you watch TikTok or YouTube or Instagram, whatever. Hey, I saw this cool video on this. I'm gonna make a note about it. We'll talk about it. And if it's the kind of video, if it's the kind of video that we can like um, put on the podcast because it's a short little video and it's something you want us to know, if it's something that can translate into hearing it versus seeing it, we can hook this up to your phone and we can actually hear it on the podcast. So we've and done that before. Yeah, we've done that on the podcast. We've, we played like TikToks and stuff on the podcast that we've commented on. Oh. 
So yeah, we can do stuff like that. So that way you can feel like you're more involved than just sitting here. And then maybe let's look at getting another headset because you've got enough yeah, plugs for it. I can do that. I can definitely do it. And I can get another, I can get another microphone too. Yeah. I just go to Best Buy and grab some of the stuff. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. All Thank right. You, um, that way you can be a, a mainstay in this. You can reach me on uh, the socials at Cricket Shay, at Cricket Shay 1, if you can't get me at Cricket Shay. Uh, Thomas doesn't have uh, socials. I have Xbox Live. If you want to reach me, it's more Drake. With and the O in more Drake is a zero, not an O. Yes. And you can friend him all you want. And Parker? I'm not want. an interesting character. <laughs> I think you're pretty interesting. <laughs> I'll be playing lots of Diablo uh, until different things come out. Probably going to be playing some Modern Warfare 3 because that's when they're redoing it. It'll come out next month, I believe. And all that will probably subside in, in February because in February I will be playing Destiny again. All righty. Because that's when the last installment of Destiny comes out through Bungie. And they're bringing K-Sets back. So Sweet. I will be there for that. I'll probably be playing the game too. Because I still say when K-6 died, led to the most powerful moment I have ever seen in video game history. You cried. I actually have that as my you Xbox cried. background. Like the last time that kids. I mean, I, I I got I didn't cry because when he died, it gave me chills because that happened in Destiny two. Mm-hmm. And Destiny one lasted for how many years? A lot. And then they killed off Cade six, and the entire time your character never, ever, ever, ever spoke, never said a word. Your ghost always spoke for you. And then when they were talking about revenging Cade's death, I'm getting goosebumps right now thinking about it, the ghost started to talk and he grabs the ghost and stops it from talking and looks over at Zavala and Ikora. And and for the life of me now, I can't remember what he said, but it was along the words of, I'm taking care of this or Mm -hmm. something. And that was the first word that your guardian ever spoke. Mm-hmm. And that was so fucking powerful. Mm-hmm. And it just. Oh. <laughs> okay, we, were, we were intending on ending this. I know, I know. I'm sorry. I got 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 off on a rant. We're again. good. We're sorry. Good. So if you want to reach us, reach us on the socials. Um, you can text me if you want to. If you have my message. Thank you for lasting this long. This is two hours in. Good lord. <laughs> Watching pieces. Watching pieces. Or listening and pieces. Sorry. We will see you next week, and we love you. Bye. <laughs>